The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. The following is a Breaks Media podcast. You are now listening to the best podcast in the world, The Awakened Soul, hosted by my daddy. episode 73 of the awakened soul i miss you guys in the past week like i really legitimately do uh miss you guys we got a great show planned for you guys today with some great guests all first time guests this week so that that's always a plus i always love rotating in and getting uh some new faces or voices i guess i should say i'm um, on this lovely podcast so you 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 guys know what to expect from me at this point we're gonna go ahead we're gonna get into our intro music we're gonna get into the mind of haze right after that I, i'm really excited to bring you guys this show this week like really really excited um mainly because our guests just brought it i i really this week i can't even say i'm probably like even on the top three things on the awakened soul uh just just honestly no no big time ranch for me this week um maybe i may take that back i may what would be the awakened soul without a rent from the one and only CEO Hayes? But enough of this. Let's stop prefacing. I'll let you guys get to it when you get to it. This is episode 73 of The Awakened Soul. I'll leave you this. So we're in the mind of Hayes, like we like to start every show off, but I'm not alone this time. So you're not just my mind. We have Stephanie from the Mocha Minutes podcast in the building. First time being on the podcast. Uh, how's it going? It's going pretty well. How's it going for you? 
it's going like like we talked about it's been a week it's been an interesting week so uh <laughs> happy fifth tuesday happy fifth tuesday <laughs> <one> for <week>. sure <laughs> but yeah other than that it's 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 been interesting never a dull day never a dull day mm-hmm. um so before we get in into the the topic that we're here to talk about today um because it's your first time i want you to talk a little bit about yourself and your show like how first off Mocha Minutes. How'd you come up with that name? Because like that's definitely a name that stands out when I first saw it. So I have to thank a friend of mine because she actually named my podcast because I was trying to think the names and she just texted me one day and said, what about Mocha Minutes? And I'm like, oh my God, I love it. And as soon as I heard it, I'm like, that's the name of the show. I don't have to think about anything else. That's the name. That's it. It definitely like, stands out. So that's... Yeah. <laughs> A round of applause to the friend who came up with the name. That that's clutch for real. That's a great name. It, she came in. Whoo, clutch. If I knew more about basketball, I could say she came in like this person. But since I'm not a basketball watcher, <laughs> it's not my sport to watch. Okay, okay. I, don't know. I feel that. Um. So so what what's the vision with the podcast? Like when you first got into it, what what did you want to do? How has it grown since then? And because I, I know like with me when I started mine, it, it the vision started off as one thing and it grew. From then, it's still kind of the same, but uh, I know it definitely changes once you once you get in it for a while. Yeah, I think when I first started, I wanted to talk about like three like three things of the day. That was what I or the week because mine is a weekly podcast. I'm like just three things and we'll talk about that. But the longer I started doing this, it was like I can't just talk about three things. I, I just can't. So I also wanted to like talk about like a hodgepodge of things, but then also leave some things out because I definitely wanted to talk about things that happen on Twitter, especially when they go viral. And sometimes they go viral for the wrong reason. I like to talk about sports because I enjoy watching football. I also like the entertaining side of basketball. Um, I love talking about, well, not love, maybe love is the wrong word, Uh, my single life and being single and, you know, stepping into me loving myself as the woman that I am because of at my age, I'm in my auntie status and it takes a very long time to get to a place where you can say, I like who I am and I love who I am. So I like talking about that mixed in with current events. Uh, I talk Trump adjacent. I try not to talk too much about him because he gets my book. He gets my pressure up as <laughs> the old church mothers would say. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I find myself talking about a lot of different things, but also sprinkling in good black, good black topics. Like when, you know, new shows are coming out, when, you know, we're making strides as a collective, when Missy is making new music, I need to talk about it. I think we all need to talk about it. Like when Missy Ellie's making new music, we all need to discuss that. Let me tell you something. I was about to shut my podcast down when I saw that <laughs> Missy Elliott started following me. I'm like, it is over for all of you. <laughs> I'm done. Let me just shut my life down. That's when it's time to get real fancy. <laughs> I felt very fancy. <laughs> but no, I mean, it, and it's, it's funny, like the, the therapeutic side of, of like having an outlet like this um, mm-hmm. is one, one that I didn't expect personally when I first got into it. But like now it's like... Yeah. I, I love feeding people. I love making people talk talk and think and discuss things. But I definitely have found that doing this is definitely therapeutic as well. And it help, it's mm-hmm. helped me grow as a person. So, like, 
Yeah, that's that's the positive side of podcasting. For those who use it for the correct reasons, because Lord have mercy, they're definitely, especially now that like a different pop, like 15 podcasts pop up daily, it's definitely some out there that use it for the wrong reasons. Yeah, yeah. And and, and you're right, because this should be, you know, I listened to a podcast, um, Paul Wharton, and he said, you guys are my therapist. He uses his podcast as therapy. At first I was like, what? And I'm like, but I can see why you would say that. I mean, I have a therapist. Shout out to therapy. Guys, if you don't have a therapist and you feel like you need one, please get one. It, it, it will definitely, definitely change your life. A- absolutely. Like, And the thing is, too, is like when you when you first go to one, of course, you have those those butterflies of the anxiousness and being afraid. But after you leave, it's like, whoo, why haven't I been yeah. doing that for a while? Yeah. And also for everybody who's out looking like on the journey of finding a therapist, it's okay if the first therapist you go to doesn't work. Because sometimes that's not your therapist and that's okay too. That doesn't mean they're a bad therapist. That just means they're not the right fit for you. It took me three therapists to, to find my therapist. So, Well, hey, at least you found it. That That's the yeah. that's the key thing is and what yeah. you get out of it and stuff. So good, good advice. Look at you coming in here dropping knowledge bombs right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> But so we're here. Uh, so we we got to talk about some fun stuff. But unfortunately, it's not going to be all fun and games. So we do have to discuss this article I sent you in which a 14 mm-hmm. year old girl was beat by the police. Now, I know we talked off air and that you weren't kind of you hadn't seen this before I sent it to you. But mm-hmm. what, what was your initial reaction after just just seeing the headline? Because I know when I saw it, like it. That right there, I automatically was triggered and I got pissed off, especially as someone who has daughters. Like, yeah, Uh, I I think I was halfway through the article. I hadn't clicked the video because I was like, "Mm, I'm going to get angry. I know I am. Um, But it sent me because I mean, I don't have children, uh, but it sent me into another space because I was a 14 year old girl. I've, you know, thankfully have never been manhandled by a police officer or a security guard or an authority figure, but I have friends who have been and they treat you like you're a grown up and or as a man or or if you're even the same size as them. And so when I see a police officer beating a 14 year old girl, it's like, why? She's probably not even half his size, doesn't have one eighth of his training. And I'm going to get mad. So I was thinking, I'm like, I'm going to get mad. I'm going to get mad. And I surely did get mad. And and for anyone who kind of sees this and isn't affected even a little bit, I'm really, Mm -hmm. really concerned for someone who can see this and not and not let it trigger them at least a little bit. But yeah, yeah. And this this what brings in into the conversation, like regardless of what anyone does, like you would think that there's a better way to restrain a 14 year old girl. And this is before we even take into consideration what even got to this point. But like, come on now, like as a grown man, I would like to think even without the police training that I could subdue a 14 year old girl without beating the crap out of her. Exactly. And it's like, and the thing about this, when I watched the video, he literally punched her in the side. I'm like, how is that restraining her? You, Especially when you have a knee in her back, it's three of you restraining her and you're punching her in the side. For what reason? Like, I, I'm like, make it make sense. I needed to make, I need you to make it make sense. And that's the thing. I, there's there's nothing, and people can call me unreasonable or say that I'm not. I'm I'm being one sided. There's no situation in which someone can explain to me why this is okay. Why why it took this, and you know, it's just 
you look at it and then the video like even reading it you get i get pissed off but then like Mm -hmm. seeing the video just yeah come on come on exactly you're like what is going on it's like are y'all okay you're mad that a 14 year old girl is in your face you can't handle a 14 year old girl i don't and that's the thing they're saying that they were being unruly at a mall i'm like you guys are outside so it doesn't look like you're at a mall and then the charges that were brought on this young lady. So battery on an officer, which, again, battery seeing this video, officer. I don't understand how it's battery on an officer, trespassing and resisting arrest. Um, you have yeah. her pinned down. How is she resisting anything? I'm like, you have her pinned down. You could literally snap her. You could snap her wrist if you really, really wanted to. Precisely. And and, and this this brings about like kind of what we're going to get into. So the, the whole say her name movement um Mm -hmm. and what this opened my eyes to like doing searches on it and researching and finding that there is a huge number and i think that while i I never want to take the focus off like our young men that are brutally attacked by the police too i would say that this is why i love this whole movement (laughs) it's funny like the movement of movements now like to get stuff like Mm -hmm. this out because i think Mm -hmm. people do forget that our women are also being attacked, maybe not as a, as high of a rate, but it definitely needs to be talked about. And I love the fact that that we're pushing forward these conversations that for years black people kind of just dealt with because, you know, our voice wasn't as heard or we had to put our heads down to get along as best we, we can. But I love that we're we, we're now using our platforms to get stuff like this out. And for the people who think for, who've thought for years like this really isn't as much of a problem as black people are trying to make it. No, this is a very serious issue. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, going back to the fact that I hadn't seen this article until you had sent it to me. I think the reason was because she was female. If this was a little 14 year old black boy, it would have gotten more traction. And I think that's the, that's the other conversation that we need to have. Because you hear about, you know, the Sandra Blands or the Corinne Gaineses, but there are, you know, dozens of black men that have been harmed or killed by cops that you definitely hear about. But when it comes to black women, you don't really hear about. And let's add on the fact of black women who get sexually assaulted in, you know, cop custody. Which is definitely rampant as well. Um, And so asking you from from a black man to a black woman, do you think that this is a, a part of... And again, like I, I always try to call everyone um, to question and, and to really not be blind to anything as far as like what I talk about here on, on this platform in this podcast. But mm-hmm. do you think that this goes back to the underlying issue of how black men are really slow to sh- support our women? And, and I'm not again, that's not painting everyone with broad strokes. So this is generally I know that there are ones that don't have that issue. But do you think mm-hmm. that that goes back to this to that? It absolutely does. Because I, um, and I think for me, Corinne Gaines is a little bit, um, it tugs at me a little bit because she, I'm from Baltimore and that happened in Baltimore. And I saw the conversations about Corinne Gaines, how there was no sympathy and empathy for her. They were like, I heard a lot of black, it was a lot of brothers going, she should have just listened to the cops. She should have just complied. What is her problem? But if Corinne had been a Corey Gaines, the conversation would have been totally different. They'd have been like, what about the cop? What did he do? So I I noticed that when it comes to 
And to think that the whole Black Lives Matter movement started because of Black women. Black men didn't start this movement. I know D-Ray is out in front, but I think when it comes to these kind of movements and to get, you know, social justice issues pushed, it seems like it's more palpable to the majority culture if a Black man is saying it. Because look at the Me Too movement. Tarana Burke started that years ago. Yeah. It got yeah, it, no traction. And I, I have like, to give I it, heard about it. Yeah, I have to give a shout out to um uh Ayana, Ayana from uh I'm just saying podcast who I've actually had her on an episode when we did the whole Me Too movement and she brought it to my attention just how long the Me Too movement's been around and it's crazy because like it, as big as it's gotten now, as much support as it's getting now, it's literally been around for like 5 or 6 years and for the majority of that no one really knew. Yeah. Because I remember the hashtag on Twitter and I was like, and it was gut wrenching because these were women who, I mean, to a certain extent, even though Twitter, you know, you use a handle and everything, it's somewhat anonymous because it's not like you have to use your real name if you don't want to. So here it was women detailing, you know, domestic violence and sexual assault on Twitter and telling their stories. And these were majority black and brown women. So it's crazy. How how do we how do we push it forward? How do we move it forward? I, like like I said, and I, I don't expect you to have all the answers, but right. um, what what do you suggest that we as a as a people as a as black men, black women, whatever we can do to bring more attention to things like this, and also like I said, support the black women more who do keep these movements going, who do are really the lifeblood of many of these movements that are that have gotten larger now. So, and of course, I, I, yeah, I really don't have all the answers. But the first thing is um, to stop treating black women like mules and waiting for stuff to hit the proverbial fan before you go, oh, black women help us. It's like, uh, we're in it with you. We, you can't be, you don't listen to us until stuff goes wrong. Because, you know, now, you know, voting is such a hot button topic now you have chelsea handler saying on ellen ellen of all shows we really should be listening to black women like we have been shouting that for decades like we we're not dumb we don't just look at our voting stats we vote in our best interests so you usually should follow us not want us to follow you because i think if the you know if everyone voted like black women voted, Donald Trump would not be president. He wouldn't be president at all. Uh, he probably would. I mean, we're still the, the minority, but in my mind, if everyone looked at, oh, how did black women vote? That's that's how we should vote. But don't wait until you're behind the eight ball to go, oh my gosh, black women come save us. Um, we get tired too. We have to work too. Sometimes for us, it's like we're pushing a boulder uphill, trying to like get at least two steps ahead when it comes to like the talk of even the wage gap. And, you know, they're like, women make less than men. I'm like, black women make less than everybody else. Like we're at the bottom of that. So it's like, not only do we have to try to fight to be equal to our male counterparts, we're trying to be equal to our non-black ones as well. So us, you know, as a collective recognizing the intersectionality black women have to face um, that would speak volumes, especially um, when we're trying to get movement started. And sometimes we just get erased. We get erased by black men for the Black Lives Movement, um, the Black Lives Matter movement. And we get erased by white women for the Me Too movement. Both of these movements were started by black women. The women's suffrage 
women's women's suffrage. That's to get women vote. It wouldn't have happened without black women, and they wouldn't even let black women vote because if we're going all the way back, black men could vote back in the 1800s. It's just white supremacy wouldn't let them. Not until 19, not until the 1960s. I'm like, oh no, black men had to vote before white women did. And it's like well, people I, don't know that. The, yeah, I, I, you just blew my mind with that set. Like I, I did not know that at all. So now you're gonna. I love it when when people do that. So I'm, I'm now <laughs> gonna. I'm about to go hit the books again to do some more research. I learned that in a women's studies class in college. I was like, wait a minute. Wow. Then why are they saying that we couldn't? Oh, but hmm. because of course, I'm like, think about it. I'm like. I was like, yeah, it's like they would let another man vote. Because, I mean, even look at it. I'm like, they would let another man vote because they didn't want women to vote. They're like, oh, no, let them stay at home and have babies. And they especially didn't want black and brown and native women voting. I'm like, they didn't even see us as people. Well, there you guys have it. Um, I I love the knowledge that's get dropped dropped on this <laughs> podcast, and I and no seriously, I always say too, and that's one of my biggest things that I when I um, created this is that not only is it an opportunity for me to extend information and hopefully the listeners to learn something, but anyone who sits here on the podcast and 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 doesn't think that they can also learn, that's why I love having guests, is because it brings a different perspective, and I never want it to just be my perspective, and I also want to grow and learn as a person too. So this is great. I I want to appreciate. I appreciate it. I want to thank you for bringing that and dropping that on me because now I, I realize I have to go, I have to go now and do some more research myself. <laughs> yes, I, I appreciate you having me on. I like having these conversations because believe me, I was like, whoa, this is a lot. If you think about a lot of major movements in our country, wouldn't have happened without black women. Oh, yeah, and that's a, a lot. Some of the movements, I'm sorry, black women and black femmes. Because Stonewall wouldn't have happened without black LGBTQ members. So it's like, uh, y'all need us. I'm not saying this to be cocky, but y'all need us because we get stuff together. Like the Women's March that they kept changing the name and it was just like the Million, the million Woman March or whatever. And it was like, uh, no, you can't do that. They've already had a Million Man March. All of a sudden, black and brown women got involved. Then all of a sudden it got organized. It became mm-hmm. very, very brown. Cis and cis and um, trans mm-hmm. women were involved. That probably would have happened before if they weren't involved. Because we want to be inclusive of everyone. That's the other thing. It's like, don't think if we're asking for us to like have a seat at the table that we're going to exclude somebody else. No, we're going to pull horizontally. I'm like, I'm going to pull my sister with me. Like, she knows what she's talking about, too. And it, it needs to be a symbiotic relationship. Like we we all can pull each other forward. We can all help each other. And I think it does become very kind of segmented in a way uh, and, and not always intentionally either. I, I want to make that clear. I don't think that it's always intentional. I think that right. some things just get missed. People get so caught up in in their bubble that they forget like, hey, you know, there's a there's another bubble that is also part of us. And that's our women that we also need to to be involved in this as well. Mm-hmm. So definitely, definitely, this was this was a great this was a great conversation. I really do yes, appreciate. Yes, I you think so. Yes, I appreciate you having me on. Oh, any any time. Now, see, now the the first time you're a guest, the second time you're family. So now at this point, <laughs> you know, you just got to you just come back whenever you want to. The doors open. Just say, "Yo, Hayes, I got something I need to talk about. I'm coming on this week." That's it. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And please, you are more than welcome to come on the Mocha Menace podcast. Always happy to have you. Anytime, anytime. Well, <laughs> before, before we go, um, tell the people where they can find you, uh, where they can listen to your podcast, everything so that they can reach out and connect with you. Sure. So you can find me on Twitter. I am at Mocha Minutes. Or you can um, also tweet me at Sunny Twote That, S-U- N-N-Y-T-W-O-T-E-T-H-A-T. You can listen to the Mocha Minutes podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, iHeartRadio, CastBox, and TuneIn. I think it's still on TuneIn. But yeah, a variety of places. Please check out the show. All right. That has been it for the End of Mind and Haze segment. We're going to go ahead and transition into the next segment, which our faithful listeners will know is the unpopular opinion. So let's go ahead and start the intro music for that. And then after that, you'll be hearing the lovely voice of Miss Shanice. And I will catch you guys on the other side. Well, where in the hell is Shanice? Um, well... Looks looks like Shanice actually did not show up for work this week. Um, yeah, but you know we're gonna go ahead and try to we're, we're gonna keep it right along and pushing. Um, I actually do uh, have something that I want to talk in this segment about. You know, I have to poke a little fun at Shanice. She did she did not show up for work. It's still all love nonetheless. But guess what? It's it, I guess it, it's difficult. It's difficult um, keeping the content pushing, especially when you work as much as we do. Um, Shanice delivered two great episodes of Okay, So Listen last week. Um, but still, no call, no show. You're getting marked on the book, sis. I love you nonetheless. But what we're going to talk about here is something that I've actually had conversations about off off wax, so not on the podcast. And I talked previously about, I know I'm not I'm not talking about Kanye West anymore specifically, because I think his political leanings are like, I'm, I'm just done with that. Um, go back and listen to the episode back on track. If you want to hear my whole thoughts on that. But this one, because it's not just Kanye West. So Candace Owens was apparently giving out Brexit T-shirts um, that they that were supposedly designed by Kanye West. And this these T-shirts were designed to get black Democrats to move over to the Republican side of things. Um, now, I've made it clear and known here. I don't really care about like trying to change someone's political leanings or are there like I, I just I, I have no interest in that personally so I think that you know we shouldn't regardless if you look at yourself as a Republican or Democrat I think you should not look at solely political parties when you're voting for anyone that's just my personal opinion so that's not a problem in of itself so I, I want to make it clear I'm not if you are a black Democrat moving over to the Republican side I'm not about to crucify you but what I do want to pay want to point out and I want people to pay attention to this is I said before that Trump would use Kanye West as a ploy and Candace Owens for that matter. And in the I remember in the conversation that I was having in that it was, oh, do you really think anyone on Trump's side is that smart? Yes. Everything is political. I keep making that point with people. Every single thing that you look at, there is probably a political meaning in some aspect behind it. Politics are woven in to so much that we see and do and, and take in every single week. And I want everyone to stay aware. Like the thing is, is that I've been saying it, and the reason why I wanted to stop talking about Kanye specifically when it g- comes to his Trump support is because I truly believe that Kanye is being used to keep young black people 
focus away from politics. The elections coming up. This is when stuff is start is going to start ramping up and ramping up over the next couple of years. Over the, not even couple of years. It's going to be really, really by this time next year. We're going to be like full force and all the all when when you pay when you're paying more attention to trying to change someone's mind or to fix someone in this case Kanye West people are losing sight of or they or they aren't even aware like the 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 thing is and the, and the problem that i personally have is that people have more to say about Kanye than they are educated on politics as a whole and so when that happens and the only thing that you have to contribute to the political conversation is you know, Trump isn't my president and all that. We've, we've gone through all that before. When that's all you have, you're missing tools. You're, you're, you're blind. You're, you're not paying attention to what you need to be paying attention to, to actually cause some change or to even just make a smart vote. <laughs> like it, it's not voting blindly Democratic or Repu- Republican is going to leave a lot of people fucked. Let's just call it what it is. Let's call it a spade a spade a spade. So if you if you're going to be voting, you need to pay more attention. So when you have Candace Owens and there are a lot of young, impressionable black people um, who now with these Brexit shirts, I'm not saying a Brexit shirt alone is going to um, and Blexit, not Brexit. I'm mixing it. it's Blexit. Brexit was the you, you guys know. Um, but. When you when when you don't pay attention, you don't keep yourself educated, and on top of what's going on in the world of politics, you can't make an educated vote. And while I'm not saying that Candace Owens and Kanye with these shirts are going to swing the election, that would just be asinine to say. But you you it just it just once I saw that it it made what I was saying before like this whole thing is is just a way to 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 pull the wool over certain people's eyes and as well as like the young and impressionable is bringing them in this this is really and this is where like i said people's political runs really kind of go unnoticed because this is like the start of a movement the start of something that it may swing enough black votes i'm not at all saying that oh that the black vote will, will swing the election in of itself but what if you get enough what if you get enough of those young voters so this would be their first time voting or maybe even their second time voting and and you and you have these people who are out in front doing what they can to do whatever ploys they can to bring people over and you know, like i said before young people really don't pay attention i know i didn't and and that's why i can speak to it that's why i call it out so much it's because 19 year old hayes i i, I voted but I was it wasn't an educated vote. I didn't sit there and break down and look at uh, the politicians that I was voting for the way I should have. I didn't sit there and break down um, their platform or what they what they really stood behind or what they've done in the past. I didn't do that. So I wasn't voting in, in, in my right mind. I wasn't doing it smart. And this is what I'm trying to use my platform to do is whatever way you vote. Be able to to say that you looked into it, that you researched it, that you that you did enough to where you feel confident that you voted for the person that you feel is going to cause some change. that's going to help what your family this is going to help you, whatever you feel, whatever is important to you. Let's just not vote blindly anything. Um, and they're out there. They're trying to get as many young people as they can. So I just want everyone to stay aware. Let me know what you guys think about the Blexic um, shirts and, and everything going over there. It's the world we live in, man. It's a crazy and wild place. We're going to take a brief break. Um, we're going to get into the petty news from Scoop Brady. Scoop did show up for work. Scoop shows up every single week. And I the fact that he's able to deliver what he does. And I want to I want to pull behind the curtain there. Um, 
I do not do any editing on scoop segments. So like the music, the drops, the sound effects, that's all scoop. Like the rest of the podcast, that's me. But in his heat, so that's what he's doing every single week on top of doing his own podcast. Scoop is dedicated and he's he kills it man the fact I, i'm i'm amazed by some of the stuff he he turns in from week to week so we're gonna go ahead and get into that segment i will catch you guys after that to briefly talk about halloween which is my favorite holiday um, but probably not the way that you guys think so we will get into that right after this welcome to technical file the sports podcast you never knew you needed it's your boy t-i-m-k-i-n-z the number three aka go go power ranger yeah this the black ranger it's me aka mr give it to me it's ash catch him in his bed <laughs> i am the eric j only known as the eric j and i'm camille point guard of the crew the real life tifa lockhart the girl next door you know holding it down for all the women who love sports and it's your boy, K. Harris, the gentleman. The gentleman. The gentleman. Also known as K. Diddy. Take that, take that. But better known as the people's Jabroni. <laughs> and that's us. I mean, we four friends coming together every week to talk about the biggest stories in sports with our own flair to it. Let me tell you, you ain't never heard a sports podcast that's entertaining before. Damn straight. So check us out every Wednesday. Get at us. Hello, what it do, everybody? We are back once again with another episode of Petty News. I am Scoop Gray, and as you know, that Halloween is around the corner, and I just gotta say two things. Number one, ladies, the cat outfits is played out. It's time for y'all to come up with something different now. I understand y'all going to the club in these things, but you know what? It's too damn cold. Fellas, if you catch a lady at the club at a Halloween party with a cat costume on, she got men problems and she got money problems, because she didn't have had the same outfit for four goddamn years so watch yourself and secondly just make better decisions ladies i mean ain't nothing wrong with dressing as a beautiful queen for halloween or a housewife with a good plate of food in her hand i mean you might get a man if you dress like that for halloween so i'm just saying halloween does not mean you gotta dress ratchet all the dang on time i mean let's just switch it up and now that i got that off my chest let's get right into it curtis jackson went into petty history this past week this man done something that i have never seen nobody in the history of pettiness could ever do. Ja Rule has a concert in November and I gotta be honest, I don't even know who will go see Ja Rule in concert in this day and age, but 50 Cent decided to purchase 200 seats in the front so that nobody can be there. First of all, 50 Cent, I don't even know what to do, but shake your hand because dude, I can see why you got shot nine times. Not to be rude, but you know what? You just really go for the juggler. You really, you, man, that, that's that's violence right there. That's real violence what you did, sir. Now, people know Ja Rule and 50 has been going back and forth in the past, but this beef has been going on way too long. These two has been beefing longer than Jason and Freddy Krueger. I mean, let it go, 50, dude. You are rude and ruthless, dude. <laughs> 50 leave this man alone you know what i'm saying like ja rule i hope you still come out and perform you know you already got paid you know 50 cent make sure you got some money but i mean 50 come on dog that's just a different type of rich pettiness 50 cent guy next comedian chris rock is set to direct kevin hart comedy about a messy divorce 
Yeah. Now, I did say this before. Kevin Hart is funny when he's going through a divorce or he's cheating. I know that sounds awful, but I'm sorry. Every time Kevin Hart goes through something in life, dude gets funny. But when he's happy, he is very corny. So I don't know, but I'm curious to see how this is going to turn out. Don't get me wrong. I respect Kevin Hart. You know, he's been doing his thing. Or he has been grinding. But at the same time, he is the only comedian I know that needs to get laughs by making fun of his personal life. And then I bet money. I could bet anybody all the money I got. Tiffany Haddish is going to be in the movie or she might be his wife that he cheated on. I'm just going to put that out there. I think it's time for Kevin Hart to play like an action movie now. We didn't see all the comedies. I want to see the versatility. I think I need to see um, Kevin Hart in a Alex Cross 2. You know, so like Tyler Perry went from Medea to that Alex Cross guy. Kevin Hart, it's time to switch it up. Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott drops $13.45 million on their first home together as co-owners. What the hell for? And it's not even the killer part. The thing that I'm not understanding is that the master bedroom alone takes up the whole second floor. They have uh, seven bedrooms and ten bathrooms. Last time I checked, you had one ass. So what you need 10 bathrooms for? You are you you are one person. What you need seven rooms for? I gotta be honest, this is stupid. I'm sorry. I don't care how much money you got. Ain't nobody about to I'm not about to buy no seven bedroom, ten bathroom, none of that. You know what I'm saying? I just want my girl to go on a four for four with me at Wendy's. That's all I'm asking for. I ain't asking for much, okay? But this right here, 13 million dollars on a freaking house is ridiculous. And last but not least, the petty question of last week. Now we got some people that commented thank you so much the question was if your significant other drives the car as much as you do should it be on you to only handle the maintenance of the vehicle we got 14% said yes and 86% said no that 14% better have a great reason why they said yes. Please, I'm sorry. Ladies, if you drive my car as much as I do, I mean, I just need a get I just need oil change, okay? I ain't even asking for tires. But I mean, if you want to put some tires in there, because you are riding my car crazy. You know what I'm saying? Trying to probably go to the mall to work and probably try to go to the club in my car. You know what I'm saying? Ladies, don't be stingy. I understand y'all want to use that same old well, he a man. He's supposed to take care of everything. Well, you a woman. You supposed to have respect and decency and courtesy, okay? Now let's get it together now. Shout out to Mercy. She stated, I believe, but I don't publicly believe, so don't come for me. That's a man's job. Just personally, I handle my own car maintenance, but would absolutely love a man that decides that the vehicle maintenance is something he does for the family. You know something, Mercy? You're going to have somebody that's going to take care of that. Don't you worry. Just be patient. But if you drive that man's car like crazy, make sure you give him an oil change, okay? Be, be nice and be thankful, okay? Next, shout out to Talk Nerdy to me. Okay, I'm going to talk nerdy then. And she stated, I want to say maybe because everyone is different. I've had relationships where I have never had to pump my own gas or any of that. And others where it definitely depends on who was available to handle it. Um, hmm. You know, well, like, I agree with you on certain things. It is depending on the type of relationship. But I'm just saying, if you driving my car... A oil change or some gas wouldn't hurt, you know what I'm saying? It ain't always up to me, especially if I'm sitting and I ain't driving my car. You putting miles on my car, you know what I'm saying? My tires is wearing down. I mean, ladies, just be courteous, you know what I'm saying? We got to be courteous with y'all every day that we live. So we ain't asking for much. And that is all we have for this uh, last week. Thank you all for commenting. And the petty question for this week is... At what age, ladies, is it, is it time to stop wearing the cat outfit to the club for a Halloween party? And that is all I have for you guys. Thank you all for tuning in. Make sure you continue to follow Awakened Soul. And y'all be cool and don't be fake. Alright, stop what 
you're doing Cause I'm about to ruin the image and the style that you're used to I look funny, but yo, I'm making money, see So yo, world, I hope you're ready for me Now gather round, I'm the new fool in town And my sound's laid down by the underground I drink a bottle of Hennessy you got on your shelf So just let me introduce myself Yeah, Dan, yeah, I used the delay I used the delay in podcasting So what, Dan? That teaches you saying you can't use a delay in podcasting. Whatever. Nonetheless, people, that's just a little inside fun between me and my uh, my brother Dan from over at Black Law and Legal Lies. But the next thing that I have for you guys before we get into the main event, Halloween is one of my favorite. Ho- I would go on record to say Halloween is probably my favorite holiday. It's everything around it, like the the horror movies, the weather. I love I love the fall weather. Um, dressing up like to scare the shit out of out of kids, specifically my own. Like that, that it's a great holiday, but one thing that's, that's not great about Halloween, um, is, is apparently the yearly conversations that we need to have about blackface and why it's insensitive, um, why it's wrong, why it, we should any turning any race into a caricature just to make fun of your lack of understanding about the culture of that race is not at all funny. Um, and we have these yearly things this year. Megan Kelly and her comments on blackface and how it, it, she's gotten fired now because of it. Like it, it we need to be more aware. And I'm not going to sit here and, and have a whole entire long and lengthy segment on why blackface is wrong. You know, honestly, that 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 may need to be broken down over the course of an episode, maybe a special one talking about the whole Jim Crow error and error era and um everything just going into that and why that's wrong why it's insensitive you know i don't know if people have lost the the awareness of the menstrual show and everything that that meant like and what that did to 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 really dehumanize a lot of what the black culture was at the time or just to make us look stupid and dumb um i'm i'm sorry i'm i'm going into that place where i'm getting ready to go get on a, a tangent i'm not but i just it, in having fun in halloween we all have fun dressing up. It is possible to dress up as black characters, black artists, black actors, whatever, without using blackface. And people get the idea. Put more work into your costume. Relying on blackface to kind of nail it home. Like I said, for many reasons, it's insensitive and it just shows a lack of really creativity. You can be a black character without blackface and people can know what you're going at. I saw uh, actually over the course of the weekend, a post of two white women dressed up as uh, the characters from BAPS. No blackface, but you got it. You got it. You got that they were going after those characters. It w- they were great costumes. They didn't need blackface. That's all I'm saying is recognize that blackface is an issue. Blackface is, is going to elicit a response. And that's let's let's talk about the dark side. That is why some people do it. They do it because they know it's going to get a response. They know that it's going to set people off once they post it on Instagram. And a lot of them do it for that. But for the ones that are, are really honestly unaware of why it is so insensitive, I just Google it. Do some research. Look into it. Um, there's a whole other conversation to have about is whiteface offensive. I would think that it's not. It's not as offensive, in my opinion, strictly because of the history that has gone into blackface and everything that that's that that's meant. But we also have to be aware. 
There are some people that are going to be offended by white face as well. Hear that out. Hear that conversation. Understand where they're coming from. Um, especially if they if you don't use it specifically to compare to blackface. If you sit there and say, you know what, I find white face offensive and this is why. Not I find white face offensive. You should know this because you guys don't like blackface. That's a different conversation it's a different tone and that will completely change it may stop you from getting punched in the face i'm just saying um so just be aware of it let's all have fun on halloween i want to see everyone's pictures on halloween matter of fact let's do this let's we're gonna do an awakened soul best halloween costume so all my listeners send me in pictures of you in your halloween best or your kids specifically the kids because that's that's what makes it fun i'll have my kids as well we'll post it on the awakened soul um twitter uh the facebook page everything let people vote on it which one was the best i just it, it it's fun let's have fun with it let's turn halloween into what it was meant to be so i want to see those pictures um and everything else there we're gonna go ahead now and transition into our main event the meat and potatoes, as I like to say, is as Model E from Erica and Friends podcast is like to make fun of me um, by saying meat and potatoes. But we're getting into the main event. We have a first time guest, Mr. Jordan from the social complex, the woman behind the lens. Um, so it's a great conversation that we have. She is a ray of sunshine. Like really, really, it, it, it was a great conversation just to just to hear her speak. Um, and shout out to Stephanie in the Mo- from the Mocha Minute who was in the Minor Hayes segment, who just dropped some knowledge bombs and got me researching. Like I loved it. That's the part I love about having on guests is when they share their knowledge, I share mine, and I love learning new things. I love hearing things that make me research and maybe you'll hear a newly enlightened haze about certain things um so that's why i love having guests on but let's go ahead and get into the main event of the of the evening and i will see you guys on the other side of that All right, ladies and gentlemen, so we have a first time guest this week, Miss Jordan from uh, Social Complex, the the lady behind the, the lens. What's going on? Hey, how how is everybody doing today? Good. 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 I haven't killed anybody today, so. That's good. Yesterday, Long that would have been a whole different story. Oh, what happened yesterday? I'm I'm pretty sure I buried a couple of people at work, but I can't talk about it on oh. air in case the feds, <laughs> you know, you don't want we don't want that on air. We don't want to catch any cases, right? Exactly, exactly. Okay. I'll just send them your way. Oh, okay. Thanks. <laughs> but uh, so tell the people a little bit about yourself before we get into the topic. So obviously you're from Social Complex, one of the, one of the best podcasts around. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we're trying. We're trying. Um, yeah, I just started working with Social Complex probably a couple months ago. Um, I've known Peabody and Marcus maybe over 10 years. Um, and so... Um, I consider myself a baby photographer because I'm still learning. Um, but I have my camera and they, you know, um, reached out to me to ask me to start um, filming so they can post um, a, I guess, a, a video blog online so people can watch as well as um, enjoy the podcast while listening. So um, other than that, I'm from Houston. I'm 32. Um, I like to eat and sleep and listen to music. So, you know. Oh, she, she just gave her whole dating profile so oh everyone i mean 
She has now put that out there. You guys know exactly when you slip in those DMs, how the route you need to go. Please um, do not slide <laughs> into my DMs. <laughs> you will be left on red. And it's going to be embarrassing for both of us. I don't want to have to block people. So, no, don't do that. Okay. So, don't slide. Just, don't slide. Just jump in? No, nothing. No. Just admire from a distance. That'll be okay. the best thing. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but we are here to discuss some. Not super heavy, but pretty serious topics. Um, so at first, I like kind of pose the question to you about us talking about the Vince, the Vic Mensa situation, and how he, you know, has been speaking out against domestic violence. Come out that you know he's had an incident which he said he's gotten counseling for, and he's admitted. Um, so that you know got my brain turning into how do you feel? Do you feel like someone who's been through that? Does that give them a place to? call out domestic violence i have my opinions on it but as as a woman looking at it how do you feel about it um well i had my own situation in college um with domestic violence so it's a little it hits a little close to home um i think that people can grow and people can change from that but um if it's ever if you're ever in a relationship where it is where you're at the point where you feel the need to speak to someone in a, a negative manner or an abusive manner or to the point that you actually want to put your hands on them um it's a situation that neither party needs to be a part of um so i think that you can grow and learn from it but um i think that you have to have that um I don't know, more so a community around you to help you recognize like, hey, maybe this is not something that you need to be a part of or, you know, I know you love him. However, um, you know, I think people go through um, time periods where they may be a little lost and they're holding on to that one person or that one thing that helps them, um, that gives them a sense of comfort, even though it may not be a healthy situation. So I think people can grow from it. Um, but I think that when it comes to bashing other people for the same sins that you've committed, I don't necessarily think that that's fair. Do you think the line needs to be made to where you you can educate on what you've been through for the situation versus bashing anyone else in it? Is that kind yeah. of where you're going? Okay. I think you can speak from experience, but not, you know, don't don't talk negatively about someone else that's done something that you've done as well. Make it a teachable moment. OK, I can get with that. Mm-hmm. I can get with that. So um, the fact of and I'm looking at this and, you know, people have bashed him, said he shouldn't speak on it at all. But I, I feel, feel about it this way is that just like we can learn a lot of people who have been victims of domestic violence, mm-hmm. we can eat, we can learn just as much as the the, the perpetrators of the, from the perpetrators of domestic violence and especially ones that have gone. I think the key thing in what made his situation different is him saying that he went to counseling for it. Now it would be different if he mm-hmm. just said, well, you know, I got out of it. I'm cool. But the fact that he went through counseling shows a level of like self-evaluation in it that yeah, I take he's from responsible it. for his yeah. actions. Yeah. His actions and, and I'm blaming it on, on anyone else. So that's why I don't have as big of a problem in it. I, I don't get why people are bashing him, but you know, we live in the social media age. Everybody gets bashed for something. That's true. Everyone has an opinion. <sighs> I hate Twitter, by the way. I really do. It's, it's <laughs> do not. <laughs> I do. Like, it's it's a necessary beast for what we do. Like, it's the easiest way to connect and promote. But it's like, mm-hmm. come on now. I, yeah. I really do hate it. I, I don't hate Twitter. I love Twitter. Um, because I think you get a glimpse of a side of people that they may not be comfortable sharing um, one-on-one. Um, I do think that there are Twitter idiots. Um, but then I do think that it gives you the opportunity to connect with people that you may not normally or um, may not have the ability to connect with otherwise. So I guess I um, I wouldn't say I hate it. I've taken a Twitter hiatus before, but um, I don't know. I like Twitter. 
I, I usually tweet to myself. I just tweet dumb stuff out there. But um, and subtweet, but I'm not going to talk about that weekend. <laughs> I, I, I do like subtweeting. You, you love subtweeting. <laughs> to see if you know if someone's paying attention. That's all. Okay, um, we're going to move right along. So, you know, in my thinking too on this topic, and it got me thinking uh, as far as like separating the artists from the art. So, of course, some of the greatest artists of all time have done some just downright despicable things Mm -hmm. Um, as far as domestic violence, violence against other people. When you look at that, how do you personally, if you can, because I know many who can't separate art from the artists. Um, I think that we forget that artists are people, too. And um, like, I guess the biggest artist that I was kind of really, really upset with, and it's it's old, but it still resonates, is the Chris Brown Rihanna thing. Um, I think that Chris is like he's talented, and um, I think what he did was horrible, and I think it was deplorable. Um, and I don't necessarily think that we need to forget what he did, but I kind of think that we need to understand, like you know, they were young, they were in this industry where um, people are pulling them in every different corner. They have you know um, crazy amounts of money. They have access to things that normal people their age don't have. And so with the tremendous pressure from um, just the industry, um, the work that they have to do, family probably, and then the media, you know, celebrities don't, they don't really get a pass. And so I think that when, um, I think sometimes you do have to separate the art from the artist. Just because um, you don't know what what they're going through, you don't know what um, what vices they may have, or how um, how they are able to express themselves outside of their craft. Yeah, and I, and I and I make the point, and I've been accused of it, like me being on a high horse. But I always say that I think with the access that we have to celebrities now, with social media and everything else, and how often we see them, we start thinking that that's just their lives, and we don't realize that no matter how much we see, it's still a very small part of their actual lives. And you never sure. know what they're going through. And just like like with Mac Miller, him passing away, yeah. like like he seemed like he was really coming out of that place. And you just never mm-hmm. know what type of demons anyone's dealing with. So uh, for me, it's 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 easier in most cases to separate the art from the artist. In mm-hmm. certain cases, like like with R. Kelly, I just can't. Like that's no, just I can't. One. I can, that yeah. one I can't either because I think that is. Um, like for not to say that the other situations aren't a choice, but those are kids um, and they are young and they're impressionable. And I think that for you to continuously do something that, you know, is wrong and people have told you is wrong, you can get arrested for it. Um, he, he doesn't get a pass. Not in my book. I know not to say that Chris Brown gets a pass, but I have um, I don't know. And maybe just because I've never really been a fan of R. Kelly. And I know that's like black card revoked, but I don't <laughs> I don't need to. Uh, what is it? Step, step, side to side, all that stuff. I'm okay with it. So, oh yeah, I don't like that generation of R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Like, give me, give me the bump and grind and the twelve play, all that stuff. I don't even, but see, when he sings that, I think about him and like little kids, and so yeah. I can't get into it. So yeah. I'm just like, no, I'm past. I'm good. Is there is there anyone else on your list that you that you haven't been able to separate? Um, I don't want to say his name. We'll just say he who should not be named. Um, but we know AKA who we're talking Kanye about. West. <sighs> yes. Um, I have like a, I used to love Kanye. Like I loved what Kanye and Jay-Z were trying to do. Like I remember being in college and, you know, they went from wearing jerseys and backwards caps to like polo shirts and button downs and like, you know, get dressed up into um, look like the grown man type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I liked that version of Kanye. Um, I just think, you know, after his mom passed, he kind of lost himself a little bit and he didn't know where to go. And he turned to um, 
his wife. And I just think that, you know, I have, I have like a whole theory about that Kardashian clan, but, um, he's one that I really, really want to listen to his old music, but I don't have CDs anymore and I'm not going to download it. So it's just kind of like, I just have to miss out just because I can't support someone that is not necessarily, um, being responsible with their platform. But then it's one of those things like, you know, he is his own person. He is not his music, quote unquote, but he doesn't get a pass either. Well, you know, I know you listen. I'm not talking about Kanye anymore, so I'm just going <laughs> to I'm not going to add much there, but I I do. I appreciate and I pretty much agree with most of what you said. I'm just this, yeah. yeah, just leave it alone. Like like what did uh Charlemagne do? He canceled his uh talk with him cuz he's like we don't need to give this any more attention. Just let it yeah. go. Mm-hmm. It's it's done. It's done. Another one for me, uh of course, and this is an easy one, but Bill Cosby. Like and the thing is that I was like, of course, the Cosby show, everything, but Bill Cosby standups were mm-hmm. amazing. I think he get people forget how raunchy he was at one point because he's just looked mm-hmm. at as the sitcom dude. But I love mm-hmm. them. And now, like if they came on, I just now nah, I'm good. Yeah, I haven't. Um, I don't know. I haven't paid attention to that one as much. That one's one of those that I just I probably should remove it. But I just I it's one of like a pile of clothes in the corner. Like I washed my clothes, but I, I, I know I need to fold them. And pay attention to them and put them away, but I'm it's just gonna sit there. Like I um I don't know. Like my grandmother was on the Cosby show as a uh an extra. I I actually auditioned when I was a kid for the Cosby show. So it's kind of one of those things that um I could have been in that climate. Um and I don't know what that would have been like growing through that. Oh. So yeah. Wow, yeah. That could have mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> We're just gonna we gonna sit that one right there. Mm-hmm. Um are there any other examples? I know you say you're going to look some up. Anything that you want to bring on, bring up before we move on? Um, no, not as far as artists that, um, for lack of a better word, have disappointed me. Mm-mm. All right. So the the last kind of thing that we have, and this was like a last minute edition that I just threw on you, and you're such a trooper. I'm glad that you were like, all right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. Go so, ahead. So, so the culture has this whole thing of kind of like not forgiving or not realizing that people can grow on the specific situation I'm going to use is a very recent one. Um, are you familiar with like brother nature on Twitter, like with the animals and stuff? I saw um, memes and stuff about it, but I know more about um, what is the guy's name? Um, Tarzan. I know more about him than brother nature. Okay. So no. Okay. So I mean, brother, he like film stuff with animals and he plays and he educates on animals which is good but like they discovered Mm -hmm. like some racist tweets he tweeted out when he was like 13 or something um Mm -hmm. and the and immediately it was oh he's canceled oh he can't and this whole thing of people can't grow like i think that there's something in most people unless you like live a perfect life that we have either said or done that now we look back and be like oh i wish i just didn't say that um but the problem is that now a lot of it is just captured permanently on twitter Mm -hmm. um and I just saw your face. Are you reading them now? I am. <laughs> <laughs> I am. <laughs> yeah, that was my reaction too. And while they're bad, I don't wanna I wanna make it clear. I'm not excusing what he said, but at the same time, you can't expect people to still hold on to those same ideals and assume that they just haven't realized the error in their ways. And he's kind of come out and, and gotten ahead of it. But there's just like this overarching thing where it's like if we un- un- uncover something that you said 10 years ago that was semi-racist, sexist, or whatever else, let's get you out of here now for without really seeing the character of your person now. And I just think that that's a dangerous precedent to set because it then it, it 
kind of takes away the ability for people to grow and learn from their mistakes. I agree with you. Um, but where does that line, where is that line drawn? Cause that just reminds me of like the Kavanaugh thing. And that's something that, you know, he was in high school, um, or college, college, no high school. Um, so he was what, 16, 17 and granted that's older than 12. Cause I mean, I think at, at 12, 13, everyone's a little bit of a dummy. Um, but you know, where is that line drawn? Like, do we not blame him or not fault him for the allegations or, um, whatever may have occurred during that time period? Do we say, oh, he was just young, just give him a pass? I mean, we all know how the outcome of that was um, because he's, you know, he made it to where he needed to be or where he wanted to be. Um, But where do we draw that line? Is it okay for entertainers, but not for our politicians or our leaders? Well, see, the thing that I, I personally, where my line is drawn at is crimes and comments. Like a crime that needs to come back like that was a that wasn't as simple as like making a comment to me like if you if i say i hate all white people when i'm 13 and then it comes back up when i'm 30 that's a little bit different than if i was to sexually assault someone at 19 and it comes back up as 30 in my mm-hmm. in my mind so i think that the crimes that's different you you hold that because that's that's a different level but if it's just like I say, like comments on Twitter or even, you know, ideals that that you may have that you don't get a chance to like shown that you've grown from. I, I think mm-hmm. if he still did or displayed anything or if he said, well, yeah, that's how I feel like now. And he he back he kind of doubled down on his comments from from back then. Then, mm-hmm. OK, let's get him out of here. But for us to automatically cancel somebody without really for just comments, I think is a, is a difference. That's where the line is drawn for me. Okay. And he, he was, and, and I also have to take into consideration this generation has, um, access to social media. Like we didn't have that. I think True. I didn't get, we didn't get Facebook until college. We had what Facebook and MySpace way back when. Um, Don't so Black Planet. Black Planet. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I learned to code. Um, so I think that this generation is more so under a microscope. Because they have access to everything, they can put everything out there. Um, I think they need to be aware that you know once you once it's out there, it's out there forever. Um, but I also think that you know when we were twelve or thirteen, like we probably wrote a letter if it wouldn't be anything to this extent. Um, but that's nowhere to be found at this particular point in time. So I think that that might be the difference. Okay. Okay. Have you? Let's say that there was somebody opposite mm-hmm. race, same race. And for some reason, a Twitter comment, Facebook comment from 10 years popped up that completely offended you. Would you bring it up to them or would you just be like, OK, that was years ago. I'm not even it's not worth it. Um, No, I don't think that I would pick a fight just to pick a fight. Um, I have friends of other races. And when there is an uncomfortable comment made or um, they are not understanding their privilege, I do kind of not check it. But I do have that conversation with them because there is somebody that are that's within my circle. Um so I don't think that I would hold it against them per se, but I also know that person on a personal level. It's not some celebrity. Um, but I mean, I don't, we're so quick to cancel people today. It's like the trendy thing to do like, oh, they're canceled or, oh, um, we can't support this or we can't support that anymore. Um, but as far as someone that I'm familiar with, no, I don't think so. I may, I may look at them sideways for a little bit and I may ask a question or two, but I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't bash them for it. I'm just asking that because like, 
like five years ago or so, I tweeted out that light-skinned people with faux locks, like, are the scum of the earth. So I just wanted to make sure when you see that, you didn't, like, come for me. That's all. Well, you know what? If that's how you feel. (laughs) (laughs) If that is how you feel. No, I mean, I think there are, I would actually, you know what? If I actually went back to my tweets from when I first started, I'd probably be like, let me go ahead and delete some of this stuff. Um, But I think that you do mature and you do grow and you do, um, the, the more that you are exposed to what's going on in the world, you change your opinion about things. So how um, you how you may have thought before could be completely different. So I think that it just it's growth. It's personal growth. Yeah, personal okay. gro- growth is key. That's what separates us. So. Mm-hmm. That's true. All right. So that's it. I'm done giving you the heavy stuff. We can move on. So I want to talk to you about this, though. Okay. You and photography, how'd you get into it? Now, this is where it's all about Jordan. So there you go. This is your time. This is your spotlight. Oh, great. Um, <laughs> I was the weirdo that liked to take pictures, but I never liked to post any. Um, I was always the person that, um, like, whatever phone I had, once we got camera phones, um, I would take a snapshot and, and, and just hold it. And I never really wanted to share that with anybody because it was kind of like my personal little thing. I just wanted to protect it. Um, and I met a, I went to Dillard in New Orleans, um, pre-Katrina, and then I came back to Houston post-Katrina and went to University of Houston and met this photographer, um, who literally was like just starting. Um, and I went back to New Orleans and then came back and he had, um, he established his business and built a studio. And so, um, over time I was kind of like, Hey, I want to learn a little bit more or, Hey, can I go with you to this photo shoot? Or, Hey, can I go with you to this wedding? Um, to the point that he became my mentor, um, helped me get my camera. Um, and he lets me tag along with him to learn and develop. Um, I just like seeing, um, things from different perspectives that maybe other people don't get to see. Um, I'm, I'm more so behind the scenes. I don't like, you know, even on social complex they want me to talk more and I'm like, Oh, I'm just going to shoot. It's okay. <laughs> um, so I just it's it's a passion that I did not cultivate until I feel like a little late. Um, but I've gotten to the point that I have to bite the bullet and I have to dive in because I know um, what I'm capable of. And I know that I can take awesome pictures. You do. Okay. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> so the way that you kind of were mentored and someone took you under their wing, do you see yourself doing that later down the road? Uh, yeah, I'm kind of doing it now. So I had a um, a gig with this guy um, that basically he goes to schools and teaches kids about financial aid and how to get to go to college for free. Um, and so he was doing a financial aid night and there was a student that was helping us. And so I was filming the um, the talk and she saw my camera and her eyes like lit up. And I was just like, you can hold it. <laughs> you want to see it? Um, and so I gave her my card and she actually reached out to me and she's like, I have these questions. I have to do an AP portfolio. Um, would you be able to help? And so I thought it was so cool that she was comfortable enough to reach out to me because ideally I was a stranger um, to ask me for help for her schoolwork. So I'm starting there, um, baby steps, but it's it's pretty fun. I like picking her brain. Um, I helped her find a couple of locations in Houston where she can work on her portfolio with the themes that she likes. So yeah, I like teaching. I like being able to um, help others grow if I can. That's a gift. So I'm glad you're embracing that. And you, I know you heard my last episode on purpose. So it's, it, Mm -hmm. I'm big on that. Like I've, 
it's so funny because me doing that that rant i just i always call it a rant because I, I start going the hell off um but i've had <laughs> it wasn't I've a had, rant i mean it was it was clear it, it for me when i listened to it it was clear um that you were trying to get your point across and you wanted to you know let your listeners know like hey there are so many different podcasts that are out there but this is what this one is for and this is what um is coming from my heart and this is what i want to share with you so i i understood what you were attempting to deliver i got it don't make me smile i don't smile too often don't do it uh-huh yeah uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but no it's like since that like i've gotten so many people that reached out that's been like it's funny, like it spoke to me and that's what I got into podcasting for is to have those conversations and to know that I that I touch people. And it's so that's like been my thing this week is like hearing people talk about what they feel their purpose is and what they're going to do to obtain it and achieve it. And it just it this week has reaffirmed why I got into podcasting. Good. So how does it how does it feel? It It's weird. Like it's because like I said at, on that episode, like I've never like thought about motivational speaking and I'm an introvert, but I'm starting to realize like I think that me being introverted is more of a defense mechanism than my actual personality. Okay. So that's what it is. That's what is making me learn about myself is that I need to stop that. So realization is the first step. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll see. So what are you going to do to stop it? I'm going to I'm going to put myself out there more like I'm going okay. to start interacting more. I'm going to try to start mentoring. Um and just letting people in, like in my thought process and with podcasting specifically, because, you know, there's always people who reaching out, want to know about podcasting and how to do it. And I think that that's my lane. Um, so that's that's what I'm that's what I'm doing. I'm actually working with a friend of mine, JB, um, who like wants to do like a very deep podcast. And he's always been worried about doing it because he's like, well, how is this going to come off to people? And I'm like, and after hearing my non rant, he was like, okay, well now I'm going to do it for sure. So I'm like, I'm working with him closely <laughs> to get it off the ground. And See, I'm really, you really inspired loving the him. Look at I'm that. Really, I'm really not inspiring. So, Oh my gosh. Don't <laughs> downplay yourself. You never know how, um, you never know how your, your energy affects other people. True. You never do. So there are people that I, that have inspired me that I've never said anything about, but just seeing them progress and um, propel in the direction that they want to be in or want to go in has inspired me. Like my sister um, literally got up and left from Texas and was like, I'm going to be a makeup artist. I'm going to travel the world and didn't worry about anything. And that is what she's doing. She moved, left the country, moved to Paris. And just the fact that she um, jumped without a net and succeeded is ex- inspiring to me. So it's funny how that goes around, like how you can kind of inspire someone and then their journey inspires you. It's just the chain reaction. Yeah, there you go. Well, ma'am, I'm I'm going to stop holding up your time so much. I know you're very busy. You probably have to go like, I don't know. I know it's it's almost bedtime at the nursing home. So, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> yes, I, I, I am an old lady. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we go, tell the uh, listeners where they can find you, follow you, reach out to you, all the good stuff. Um. Well, you can always find me at the social complex um, on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. I don't have Facebook, but they're on Facebook. Um, on Instagram, I am at J in the city or at photos with Drew. And then on Twitter, it is at J Flem. Boom. <laughs> Those DMs are open people. So just go ahead. And- <sighs> don't do it to yourself. <laughs> Well, again, thank you. <laughs> thank you for joining me. Uh, listeners, we're going to go ahead and peace out. Tell the people bye. Thank you for having me um, and enjoy. Have a successful and wonderful week.
Thank everyone. you. Everyone. And you will be back. I'm just letting you know. I'm, I, you oh. will be back. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you make me blush. <laughs> All right, that's it. That's been episode 73 of The Awakened Soul. You guys know where you can find me at CEO Hayes. You can follow the podcast at Awakened Soul Pod or at The Awakened Soul Pod, just depending on where you're looking for us at. I look forward to hearing and talking to you guys next week. This has been Hayes. This is The Awakened Soul. Peace. It's Friday night, so everything is popping. I got skin to spin on the hand, so let the games begin. Yakety yak, don't talk back over song. Calling up Earl on the car phone. Mac 10, just got out of court. Rolling through the hood in the super sport, bumping too short. 18's got the rear view mirrors vibrating. And these dish datings, you know how we do it. Ain't nothing to it but the floor. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media.